Hey, welcome back to Digital Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And other co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a couple goalies and a goon that have taken one too many pucks and maybe a couple too many fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So on today's podcast, boys, we just wanted to discuss where we think, as we're leaning into the NHL season, for anybody listening, starts today, where teams will finish in each division, who's going to make the playoffs, who's not going to make the playoffs. And we, we got a couple of our friends to chime in, too. So we're going we're gonna to have a lot of different opinions here. So let's just do this. You know what, Sebastian, you're the newest co-host on the team. Uh, let's start with a recap of, uh, you guys want to go by division here? Yeah, go by division. Division's All right, let's one. start up in the Great White North. Sebastian, where did you where do you think teams will finish in the North? So for my top four here, um, nothing changed. I still got uh, Leafs, Oilers, Habs, and Flames. Um, I think, you know, the Canucks, the Jets, and the Suns are all going to have, I think, decent seasons. But to me, I think those four teams are are a lock. And I mean, I could be completely wrong and COVID could completely change this. But uh, for me, those four, those four of the North are, are the king of the North for me. Okay. And you had a couple friends submit their input as well. What did they choose? Yeah. So my fiance, Haley, uh, for the North, she picked uh, Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Calgary. You know, she's a Habs fan. So I was a little shocked Ooh. to see the Ooh. Habs out of there. But again, I could see why those picks are made. I mean, those are all, they're all great teams and I think they're all going to be pushing for it. And then my buddy, Darren, uh, he went Toronto, Edmonton, Montreal, and Calgary for the playoff teams. So uh, t- tell tell your fiance I just lost a little love for her. <laughs> as as I'm snuggling my Suzuki jersey over here in anticipation for tomorrow, boys. I actually I've been wearing these. And it's just been accidental, like because they're a heavier jogging pant, but it's a Montreal Canadiens red ones. So I'll take a picture of my fat bloated self tomorrow. I'll read it on up for the game. All right, so starting off my picks, uh, they stay the same. I've got the Habs finishing first, Leafs second. I got the Flames third and the Jets fourth. Um, now, the shout-outs to my boys that did this, Brian Dewey D. Ducharm, out of the out of the hood of Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, played many games as street hockey. And actually, we want to have a reunion street hockey tournament here in uh, Arizona. We were hoping to do that uh, two years ago. But to have the uh, McMurray Avenue hockey uh, gang on out for a street hockey tournament and some hockey games. And then the other one is Brandon Trowbridge, uh, who I will say is realtor of the year, in my opinion, of the decade. Guy's amazing, uh, but also a hockey fan. So uh, Brian Ducharme went with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Then he went for the Edmonton Oilers. Third, he's got the Jets. And fourth, he's got the Canadians. Now, he didn't just pick because being our my friend, they got to be analytical, right? And Ducharme just said, hey, he's got a lot of faith in the upgraded D of the uh, the Leafs. And he just says, you know, with Matthews, Marner, and Tavares, I'm, you know, that can always be a threat for scoring. Uh, he said that's just why they, they, he's there. They're, they're their clear number one. He is a Leafs fan, but he's not a biased Leafs fan. That's why I like him. Um, two, he's got Edmonton Oilers, and all he said is when you have Drysdale and McJesus on your team, you know there's you can't go wrong. Uh, third for Winnipeg Jets, he had them down for three because he thinks their defense is suspect, but good big team and a solid 
you know, solid, solid goaltender, right? So finally, the Canadians, he just said, you know, the offseason additions made the Habs better and price in net is just always your key factor. So uh, my buddy, Brandon Trowbridge, had I known he would ignore my Canadians, I never would have picked him as my realtor, even though he's amazing. Huge joke. Always go with this guy. He's awesome. Uh, if you're looking in the Phoenix area, look at that plug, buddies. Uh, then so he's got it ranked Edmonton, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Vancouver. No love for the Habs there. And he didn't give me too many notes on all of this, right? He just, well, he did actually add some notes here at the bottom. And some of them are just sort of funny that he put down about the rank of the North. The only thing is he just said, look, I didn't even pick the Coyotes, right? He goes, he's not going to be a homer in any of this or take a look at anything, right? I will read his funny notes at the end, though. So there's uh, there's the three from my side's picks. So let's roll with this now there, Chris. What do you got? All right. For me, I've got my picks here in the North, and it's I can say it's the only division so far I've deep-dived into even deeper than my last deep-dive. And I will say that should I change my opinion on the other divisions after this podcast, I will quickly make a note of that on Thursday's podcast. But otherwise, the North won't change. I'm picking in the North Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto, and Calgary with uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Ottawa fitting just out. Winnipeg, Honestly, they could, they are just on the outside for me. I think that it, it, this is the division that for me stands out between the Canadians, Canucks, Leafs, Flames, and Jets. I just don't see how the Oilers and Senators, with their goaltending and their defense, I just don't see how these teams are going to stand up all year. But if everyone stays healthy and there's not major COVID issues, which we already know is not happening, Dallas, is it's going to be one of those things where I, that's how I see these divisions. I will just say I will be reading predictions here from my not friends as my friends decided that one says I still don't know enough to actually give you anything and he feels embarrassed to even have his stuff read out. And the other one kept telling me, yeah, I'll get him to you. I'll get him to you. I'll get him to you. And now he's flying because he's a pilot. So my not friend, who (laughs) I will call Tom Hunter, SB Nation, says out of the north, it'll be Toronto, Winnipeg, Calgary, and Edmonton. Vancouver, Montreal, and Ottawa will finish out of the playoffs. So your Habs not getting love from uh, Tom. And my not friend, who is the editor-in-chief of the NHL, Bill Price, (laughs) you know, he picks Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary, and Winterpeg. So again, not getting any love from uh, either of these boys. But uh, so that's uh, where we're at with those. We want to move now on to the, what do you guys want to move on to the East? Yeah, beast of the East, and you might as well roll with it, man. All right, so let's move on to the East. So the East... If, again, if I make any changes, I'll I'll make note later. Right now I have Boston, New York, Washington in the aisles with Pittsburgh, Philly, Buffalo, and New Jersey finishing just out. Let's see my not friend Tom out of SB Nation. (laughs) I love this. My not friend. Don't know the guy. Those two guys are not my friends either for not picking the Habs. So they're not my friends either. All right, go. (laughs) So for uh, Tom picks Philly, Washington, Pittsburgh, and Boston with Buffalo, the New York teams, and Jersey finishing out. My not-friend editor-in-chief Bill Price picks Boston, Philly, the Islanders, and the Rangers. Interesting combination. Nobody's agreeing anywhere here. So let's rotate backwards towards you, Steve. All right, so I did make, once we got confirmation that the Bruins players will, their two key ones in the scoring line, Marshawn and Pasternak should be back, and it looks like Rask is playing this year. Uh, It made me ship, so I've got the Capitals, I've got the Flyers, and this is the order they're ranked in. One Capitals, two Flyers, three Bruins, and four Isles. Okay, and then Brian Ducharme, out of the, the Sioux, he's got 
Boston Bruins ranked number one. New York Rangers, nope. That was a lie. He's got Pittsburgh Penguins as two. Three is the Washington Capitals and four are the Philadelphia Flyers. His notes, Boston, they just got their big three. They're just so hard to stop. He's not ignoring the goaltending in net. Pittsburgh, he just thinks still with Crosby and Melkin, a healthy Crosby and Melkin, they can do, they can change the course of any game. Capitals, he's just like, it's the Capitals. I don't need to say much more about that. Islanders, he's still ranking pretty high. He just doesn't think they're going to have enough to beat the other three going forward if it goes into the playoffs. Jumping over to the real estate agent of the century. See, he keeps going up. He's got it. Philadelphia, Washington, Islanders, and Pittsburgh. All right, Sebastian. So what about you and what about your what about your mates? So for me, I actually made one change. So I originally had Boston Philly as one and two, but I'm actually going to go Philly-Boston. I just think Philly's got something special this year. Carter Hart's net, so it's hard to put the puck past him. So I went Philly, Boston, Islanders, and Rangers to make the playoffs out of that one. Haley here had Philly, the Islanders, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Uh, again, I think I we're a little bit different in our picks, but I kind of see why she would put Boston out of it. I think Boston's kind of getting a little older, and they do have some, a lot of scoring, but secondary scoring is kind of weak, and their D took a big hit. Um, and then my friend Darren went uh, Boston, Washington, Philly, and Pittsburgh. Now, I gave him a lot of flack for picking Washington second. I told him, you know, they're kind of uh, an old folks home now. they got Chara back there in his rocking chair just waiting for players to come around. But again, I think they're all solid picks. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting to see why people think teams will finish where they are this year. And again, COVID's going to change a lot. You know, pending any of that crazy stuff, I think it's going to be super interesting moving forward. And and let's move into the Central Division. Sebastian, we're going to go right back to you in the Central. Let's uh, Let's hear your picks and your friends' picks. So I stayed with my Central. I went Tampa, Canes, Dallas, and Preds. Uh, I know I took a lot of flack for having the Preds there, but I think they'll uh, I think they'll make a good push. They're a mid-pack team, and I think that's where they are. Haley went Tampa. She went Nashville second, Dallas, and Columbus. And I think she went Nashville second on their goaltending tandem. I still think you can get something out of Renee. So hopefully for them that, that works out. And then Darren went Tampa, Canes, Dallas, and Jackets. All right, Steve. How about uh, you and your mates? All right, Central. I still did not touch it. Lightning. Can't. That's that's a scary team, right? Number two, Dallas Stars. Number three, the Carolina Hurricanes. And then four. Oh, you know what? I'm reading somebody else's. These are Dewey D's. <laughs> this is what happens when you're not drunk and you're tired. So I'm reading Dewey D's. It's like, this seems off for me. But Dewey D went with the Nashville Predators. So I, I apologize for that, everybody. That was Brian Ducharme. So to recap, he's got the Tampa Bay Lightning. Number two, the Stars. Three the Canes, and then he's going with the Predators. My picks, which will make more sense to everybody here because I've done these before. One, the Lightning. Two, the Canes. Number three, the Dallas Stars. And four, the Blue Jackets. And then finally over to Brandon. He went Tampa Bay, Carolina, Dallas, and Columbus. So there's uh, there's my squad's picks. All right, so for me, I picked, got Tampa, Dallas, Columbus, and Florida. Nobody else seems to be giving Florida any love. But I got him in there. When it comes to not Fran Tom, again, out of SB Nation, for the Central Division, he has Tampa, Carolina, Florida, and Nashville. Thank you, Tom. Also agreeing with me on Florida. I love that. And then my not friend out of the National Hockey League, Bill Price, editor-in-chief. I'd love to become friends, maybe co-workers. He has got Tampa, Dallas, Nashville, and Carolina. So that wraps up the Central. Let's uh, finish and, this and, off. And, and, and hold on. A footnote to Chris's things there where he's plugging for a job. So here we are now moving on to the West, and I have got my team. 
teams right here. And I've got Colorado, Vegas, Arizona, and St. Louis. Not friend Tom out of SB Nation has Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, and San Jose. Mm. Wow, not friend Tom. I am stunned by San Jose. So, I, you know, definitely reach out. I'm super curious. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, let's hear about that. Yeah, I'd love to hear about that. All right, and not friend Bill Price, editor-in-chief. Has got Vegas, Colorado, the Blues, and the Sharks. Holy hell. The Sharks. Hey, maybe they'll surprise okay. us. Yeah, I, think, I, I think they're looking for Captain Morgan to have a resurgence. So who knows? Maybe if he's healthy. Like I said, if, if, if Carlson's healthy, they can get decent goaltending. They don't have that bad of an offense, right? I just I just look at the team and I don't love it compared to the other ones. So. No, and, and honestly, not not friend Tom and not friend Bill, definitely feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Because, and I'd love to hear why you guys think the Sharks have a fighting chance in hell this season. So, But, uh, okay, let's, uh, let's move back to you, Steve, for your feelings on the West, the Honda West Division. Yeah, the Honda West Division, I am Chris's friend. So I got the Avalanche, <laughs> the Knights, the Blues, and then I got the Coyotes making it. On over to Ducharme. He has got the Avalanche, the Knights, the Blues, and the Coyotes. Almost absolutely identical to me. Atta boy, Dewey That's the way to do it there, brother. And then on over to Brandon, who's got some personal notes on this one, which is kind of funny. The West, he's got Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, and San Jose. And here's what he said about the Coyotes, because he's a Coyotes fan, right? You know, he's looking at he's, he's looking at the, the Coyotes. You know, they're, they're making great strides. They're getting bigger, sizable, and grit. But they, he doesn't really think they did anything to really help out their anemic scoring. And as a Coyotes fan, this thing I'll tell you is, either they were blowing a team out, big goals, right, four, five, or six, or they were getting one, right? That's that pretty goal syndrome, right? So I agree with him on that one. It's just... Can their forwards click? And I just think they're going to click a little bit better than what he thinks. Then he just said he just can't see Kemper and Ranta being just enough to pull them through. He, he still likes their abilities, just still thinks that teams are going to be able to expose them. It's going to be a frustrating short season. He put the Coyotes in the fifth of the division, just so you know, still ahead of the San Jose Sharks. But that was just, like I said, that was, oh no, sorry, the Coyotes just behind the Sharks. He thinks, you know, what's going to happen is with their, their new goaltending tandem that they have a good shot at it and he has faith in their goals for him. So that's maybe why those other guys picked it, right? Is, hey, if their goaltending can string it together, they do have a decent off. It's not like they have a bad offense. I just don't think all around they have a good enough team. So we'll see. Sebastian, what do you got for us, buddy? So I've got the exact same thing Haley actually put down. So we went um, Abs, Knights, Blues, and Wild. And the Wild got a couple of young kids coming up, and uh, I just think that's going to be enough to push them through, past the Yotes. And then after that, I mean, Sharks, Devils, Kings, I think that's kind of a wash. So it's between the Yotes and the Wild, and we both went wild on that one. And then Darren kind of went a little controversy here. and It wouldn't be a huge controversy because I think they're both teams, but he actually has Vegas finishing over the Abs. So he's got Vegas, Avs, Blues, and Mini. So we kind of talked about what what he thought kind of put the Vegas over the top. And he brought up a good point. I mean, he's got they've got they've got Leonard and Flower and Nets. So I mean, one goes down, you got the other. Or if you need to split time, I mean, those are that's pretty good goalie tandem. So that's how he ended up wrapping that one up. Nice, nice. So those are all our picks. You know, again, for me, if, if for any reason any changes in my predictions, I will quickly, really briefly run over those if if at all in an upcoming podcast 
Okay, so uh, the Caius have named Lindsey Fry as their new radio analyst, man. So congratulations to the Olympian. Well earned, and I can't wait to hear her perspective when Caius games are on live this year, man. That's going to be pretty cool addition. You know, it's great how we are diversifying in the hockey world, and it's it's needed. And you see a lot of teams right now um, making changes to their staff and considering a lot more options than maybe previously considered. And so it's it's really cool to see. And so yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear her start. Uh, what are your rituals, boys, going into tomorrow? Like I know, well, Chris, you know, you you're like me. You've got your pool of teams you like, right? So tomorrow, the lineup, we've got Pittsburgh, Philly, love that. Toronto, Montreal, the classic. Tampa Bay is going to destroy Chicago. Just throwing that out there right now. Edmonton, Vancouver will be another nice of that uh, North Division. And Colorado, St. Louis, another intriguing one. But none of your boys' teams are up tomorrow. So I'm going to be up in the morning, throwing on my Habs gear all day long, and just, just getting pumped. The closer it gets to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, guys, what do you usually do on game day when it's your team playing? How 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 are you? What do you do? Any 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 quirks to you? I mean, for me, I don't really have anything. I it's kind of you know I go through my day, and I, as we kind of get through, I like to watch the pregame. So I don't know if that's a ritual, but I like to to take in the first little bit. You know, I always find that you know they they chat about certain things, maybe some stuff that hasn't been in the news yet, or certain things about players. So. I'll watch the pregame, but other than that, I don't really have any, like, especially just watching a game, I don't have any, anything like that, but uh, coaching would be completely different. Pregame rituals, I know here locally in Mountain Standard Time, uh, the first game's at 3.30, so I'm, I will be locked and loaded, ready to watch that game. Just because it's the first real game of the season, I feel like we got to soak in as many games as we can during COVID, because who the hell knows how the season will pan out. So I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm going to watch as many games as possible. I'm, I'm, you know, I know it's not the National Hockey League, but I'm really, really, really stoked to see the National Women's Hockey League on NBC coming up here in a couple of days as well. I can't wait to actually see my Buffalo Buttes on TV. Everything's out of happening and out of Lake Placid this year with their bubble. I'm excited for that. But in terms of the National Hockey League, I'm just excited for all of it. I mean, there's a lot of hockey happening right now. I couldn't be, I couldn't be any happier. I don't have any rituals except just being a I don't know, a hockey psychopath. I just sit here and absorb as much of it as I can. So that's that's what I'm doing, really. All I right. will be playing my NHL game while watching hockey while on my while on the computer, also looking up stats. So that is that's how I live in my hockey world. Well, and just so you guys know, so uh, starting tomorrow, there are NHL games scheduled for 116 consecutive nights. That makes me feel so good. there's not a night off from hockey this is wonderful just to have hockey on tv the national football league wrapping up for basketball fans you've got that back i don't know what's happening with baseball and when that's coming back and if it's coming back but i'm an aussie rules football fan and that's coming back in a couple weeks because they're not really suffering with covid the the way the rest of us are it's just really exciting in that little bit of normalcy I think we are all probably a little bit more excited about hockey on TV this year than previously. The NHL charged my account two days ago, so I'm ready. I am ready to just see hockey, talk hockey, you know, have you listeners come in and, and tell us what you think about what we're saying and what you think about the games. 
in the t- a lot of hockey talk. Very happy to have hockey back on TV. Sorry, maybe that's my hockey ritual is just being so excited about hockey being back that I just it comes out in me rambling. We really should have called this rabbit hole hockey. It should have been rabbit hole hockey, hundred percent. Right, Chris. I uh, spoke with the assistant yep. coach of the uh, Ogden Mustang, Mustang. Yep. and two hours later, if. I didn't speak up and say, I got to get going. I'm about to get divorced. All of us were in trouble with our significant others. All <laughs> yeah, we, we, but, we, we, but all of us still were talking. Like, we probably could have talked easily for another 20, 30 minutes without an issue. And that's just it because we just, that's what we laugh and we joke with Nick saying, Hey, well, welcome to our world where we just suck you in with hockey talk and you get locked in for a while. So, yeah, rabbit hole hockey <laughs> been, uh, had me known, right, dude? But uh, but also, when you know, to be honest, Chris... Uh, I can probably you know, just put some ears on the pigeon, people. Would <laughs> yeah, they would never know, right? <laughs> it's the world's, world's ugliest rabbit. It's a hockey rabbit. Shut up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the when Chris, when he was putting this together this summer, I was MIA because I was buying a home and getting ready to move in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, and also in the middle of Arizona summer heat. So, yes, I am a total idiot. Chris had to string this all together by himself. So by the time it was all done, I'm like, oh, look at that. hockey. So there may have been some debates about the name at that point. Uh, but yeah, it's oh, just dude, kind of- trust me. I had gone through a solo. I'd probably gone through probably 25 or 30 different names. This one just won out for me. And I just, it, there really were a couple big time. Like I had taken a probably from like get 20, 30 names down to like, my top five down to my top three and i'm like ah and then it's like okay i can eliminate one okay it's one of these two it's going to be called one of these two and pigeonhole hockey won out i figured you know moving forward and now rabbit hole hockey i didn't know me and you would go down so many rabbit holes had we known <laughs> yeah we yeah. would rename this podcast for sure somebody's going to take it guaranteed we're going to see rabbit hole hockey pop up and, soon and just so you know the uh the name the uh buffalo <laughs> the the, the the Buffalo Capital Knights uh, would have got us in trademark trouble, or else that was Chris's other pick. Just so you're aware, <laughs> that's my trio. But uh, yeah, and honestly, there are there are listeners that don't know why we are fans of the teams that we are. So it's it's just one of those things. Born and raised in Buffalo, lived in D.C. in 2008, and then beyond, and then became a fan while I was there because I got sick of Senators fans trying to fight me in Ottawa. You know, moved out here to Utah, and then the Golden Knights were coming on. Didn't ex- anticipate becoming a fan of them, truthfully. I just wanted to go to the first game and. My wife, who's a Habs fan, me and her just kind of fell in love with the Golden Knights that night. And uh, that kind of became our team. So, you know, nice little sweet story there where I'm like a Caps slash Sabres fan and she's a and, Habs fan. And you, and you guys drove night. home. And just so everybody is aware, that's like Chris and I have been talking for a while, but we met up at that game. It's the first time we met in person. Bottom of beer, which also awesome, right? It took literally five minutes in the middle of a packed arena. To get Dude, a beer we walked Vegas. right up to that thing to get a beer. It was unreal. Yeah, and it was amazing. No other arena. That would have taken us half an hour. We would have missed the, the second period. We missed nothing. So Vegas Nights, venue, home venue, go there. It's amazing. But my my story is a uh, French-Canadian grandfather who, and this was during the era of the Oilers when they were dominating, but I always just remembered going to my grand grandparents' house on a Friday night, my grandfather in the basement, here right beside him hunched over the couch watching the Canadians play. And that's what drew me in, was just my grandfather. You you couldn't shake my grandfather when that game was on. And that's the exact same way I am. If you try to talk to me, I'm like, what are you doing? Right? Pads are on. Shut up. 
So that's just the way I am. A little bit different at Coyotes games. I'm still locked in, but I'm usually chirping and making fun of stuff, and people laugh at my stupid commentary. But that's where you know the Habs love came from, and you're never going to shift that on me. And the Coyotes, Gretzky was coaching the team when we were here, and they were just a novelty. And then when Tippett took over and we got to know the players more, uh, that just drew us right in as a family, right? So my girls love the Coyotes. Doan is my daughter's. Doan and Domi are my daughter's favorite players. And then they love Carey Price because they met him a couple of times. And all those people were so awesome with my kids. That's why I can't stop talking enough about those guys. So, yeah, that, that's that's my origins. Uh, Sebastian, where's uh, yours, yours with the Ottawa Senators? How does that happen? Yeah, for me, I mean, I just grew up in a family that wasn't big into hockey. So uh, growing up in the Ottawa Valley, just kind of got drawn up to the Sens and it just kind of... You know, went through the, that magical cup run that really kind of solidified me as a Sens fan. And I think for me, it's just kind of, there's a lot of Sens fans. And I know people make jokes that like in Ottawa, when there's two minutes left in the game or four minutes left in the game, people pack up and go home. But I'm there thick and thin and been through some stuff, but we're rebuilding and things are going, uh, things are going good, I think. So uh, I'm excited and uh, I think it's a good time to be a Sens fan right now. I think you're right there. And honestly, I think the reason people are packing up to go home a couple minutes with the game left in Ottawa is because there's nowhere to go when you leave the arena. No. There's nothing out there. You, you're no. just going to sit in traffic. You can't go grab a beer. You can't go get a bite. There's nothing outside the... What's it called now? Is it the Canadian Tire? The entire center, yeah. There you go. So, boys, there, hey, boys, so I got an investment for us. You know, let's 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 open up a little 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 uh, platoon stand that serves beer. We'll get the permits done, and we're going to call it the only stop in, in, in Canada. The only stop, Putin and Beer Shack. <laughs> so after the game. Yeah, because you guys aren't even allowed to. Canada, you guys can't even tailgate, can you? No, not yet. How do no, you guys they... survive? Like, tailgating is life. Oh, I know. I went to uh, my first NFL game uh, last year. I went to Buffalo and uh, took in some tailgating. We do it right over there. We exactly. Do it right. And... Uh, <laughs> Even as a Jets fan, you know, walking through Buffalo, people took people took care of me. So I mean, something I wish we could do here more in Canada. But uh, if you want to open up the Putin beer stand, I got some good news because I live walking distance to the to the Canadian Tire Center, so we can make it happen. Yeah, there we go. Hey, investors! Well, now when we're leaving a game, we know where we're going, Steve. <laughs> exactly. Hey, investors, guess what? I'm not about the same thing here in Arizona and planted outside the Coyotes the Coyotes thing, even though they've got a beautiful setup like Chris has seen, and it's amazing. We do tailgate here for Kyos games. Like I've done it many the times. Brought my little portable bocce, cooked up some dogs, some some burgers, and had some beers and kicked back. And it's it's a thing of beauty, you know. Sitting outside, the only thing that sucks if it's a little hot, the asphalt gets a little bit to you. But you know, you can play a little bit of a uh, little, little bit of street hockey there if you want. We've done that. Some people have brought up those awesome sauce hockey kits. Do that type of stuff. You got music going. You got food going. It's it's a good time, man. And you go and into that's the, the thing is these sporting events, it is a culture. And that's what I, you know, I, I'm disappointed that there's probably reasons for it. Maybe Canada doesn't want to be the, the drunken, belligerent idiots that Vancouver proves it can be after a Stanley Cup loss. Tailgating is part of just, it builds the family culture of a fan base, which exactly. is why, the, you know, and the, the Bills have, you know, the Bills Mafia. And there's, I mean, every NFL team has, has that fan base. Every NFL team has that culture. And you see it down there, like in, in Arizona for the Coyotes and a lot of NHL teams, you will still see people tailgating depending on where the arena is. You really can't tailgate in Buffalo for a Sabres game, but there's some of the best bars that Pagoulas have built right outside the arena, like the Draft Room and 716 Sports Bar and Grill. 
there's a lot of places to get a really good drink and you know some really good beer and then you just, i know there's probably arenas like that i don't think you can really tailgate in st louis i, I can't see that happening but vegas like Steve, were you, did you get oh. to enjoy it happening okay, around so, Vegas? Yeah, here's what I'm going to tell you. Like, when we were walking down the arena, it's Vegas. You could walk with a, a rotor in your hand, right? And we it's walked amazing. empty. And we walked empty handed, and we're going, we could have had a couple of beer by now. But at the, the cool thing was, this was the inaugural game, right? So the team hadn't yeah. even taken off yet, but the buzz was all over the place. And just like it Unreal. should be, everything was Golden Knights. You know, they had the pregame on, they had hockey on every other TV. And this was everywhere down the strip, man. Everybody, every bartender was wearing Golden Knight stuff. I mean, yeah. it was absolutely everywhere. It was like 29. Awesome. Number 29 was everywhere. Yeah, and it was awesome. And we went, you know, when we went, you know, then they sold the beers while you're waiting in line to, to check in, right? And you could carry <laughs> it with you into the arena. Yeah. Love Vegas. And then the, the the best part, though, was we got there super early, though, right? So we went in. Oh, yeah, we were all waiting. We were sitting there in the crowd because it was pre-COVID, and you could all just pack in there. I wanted yeah. to be one of the first people in the arena, man, and it was a blast. Yeah, got in there, and then that nice terrace area they had, right? We we, yeah. we grabbed something to eat, grab our beer, sat outside, and talk. Like if you're talking about setups, like I do want to catch a game in every NHL arena, but by far, Me and Sebastian, we got to make this happen. <laughs> well, Sebastian, your first one can be if you haven't ventured out this way, because Chris got the the good seats treatment, so maybe we should be all pigeonhole hockey geared up. Yeah, because you'll definitely see us on TV and we'll uh, sit in my seats for a game. But if you're going to make one stop, though, like if you come out this direction, the best thing to do is hit three games, right? Right from here, you can go easily over to L.A. and easily over to Vegas. You know, Vegas is an hour flight, right? Uh, it's a night, actually a nice five-hour drive from where I live. So it, I could do that and nothing. That's my eyes closed and relaxed. But both, like, and here's the thing is, you're, you, of course, Sebastian, you've got all the Canadian bias against the coyotes. If you see their if you see their hockey arena setup, you'll say, okay, this is a hell of a setup. But then when I'm driving you to the game, you'll be like, ah, are we there yet? It's almost like Canada, right? Yeah, exactly. Out of the way. Why would why is it built out here, right? And it's the same problem you're going through with the senators, right? And you'll be like, oh, now I know why somebody doesn't want to drive out here, uh, especially when you hit traffic. So yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll have to do a, a game together, boys. We got to catch a Mustangs game together as well in Chris's neck of the woods. Yeah, so, for all of that, we were all talking about like me and uh, me and Sebastian are going back and forth. One of the things that I'm cool with, like, no matter where we go, like, I came like a hypothetical, like, we could do these little mini road trips for the next uh, for until we all three of us are dead. Really, you could start like if you started in Vancouver area, you could go to a couple WHL games, go to a Canucks game, drive down to catch a Seattle Kraken game, and then you can work your way over to some like Major League Baseball parks, some NFL games, some NCAA action, like women's volleyball or gymnastics or whatever. But the fun part is once COVID's done, yeah. we can actually find out what everyone's schedules are, and then you start finding like you let the boys know like, hey. This one looks like it'll work. Look at six days, six games. Let's do this. Boom, boom, boom. Get a rental car here. Everyone flies in here. Everyone flies out of here. It's totally, totally feasible to to do that and, and squeeze in some Major League Baseball and some NFL football and some college whatever. And then some uh, lower level, you know, hockey. Oh, boys. The Vancouver Canucks have signed defenseman Travis Hamannick to a one-year, $1.25 million deal. Yeah, I know. You, I just, well, I just, I'm glad you know. Um, he was on I a just, PTO yesterday. Yeah, so I just saw that. No, that Hamlet's <laughs> finally settled on down. 
So what do you work all day or something or? Yeah, I actually have this thing called uh, a work life. Uh, <laughs> you may get used to it again at some point. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll see. All right, boys, I got to wrap this thing on up here tonight. So I need to get to bed because tomorrow I'm going to be just stoked all day long. Sebastian, always good to hear from you, my friend, back in my home and native land. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always good. I'm glad we had this chat. And I mean, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I think we have a lot to talk to next time we talk to each other. Yeah, I think so. Tune in to the next episode tomorrow where we give a little bit more insight into what we thought of Wednesday's games and maybe a little bit more uh, analysis, whatever we want to analyze. Maybe some 31 through ones, maybe some goalie tandems. We'll see. Again, thank you for listening to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris, Steve, and Sebastian. Have a great one, guys. Later. And we'll catch you next time.